Welcome to episode 243 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and I am so excited. I have a brand new guest on the show. Mr. Webb Bixby is joining us for the very first time. How are you doing, Webb? Thank- Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, David. It's uh, uh enjoy being here. I think you and I have been uh, uh, talking to each other through another show, and, and yeah. uh, I'm grateful that you invited me here so let's hope i don't embarrass myself no, you won't we, we we always have a lot of fun here just it's all good that's because jeff gamut is here because he makes it he makes it always a lot of fun how you doing jeff oh great no pressure no pressure at all <laughs> uh, i'm doing all right and uh as always it's great to be here and webb i'm excited to get to do another show with yeah. you yeah <laughs> I, I, i'm excited for you <laughs> uh, you'll be fine we're glad you're here um so yeah we got some news this week there's been a fair, fair amount of news in the apple world uh, we'll be getting through that uh we're gonna find out a little bit about web and, and and his history with apple and what he does with his iphones and and ipads and other such um beta this week with uh, we'll hit on that a bunch of other topics like we always do a few tips and apps and that's what we're here for is to talk about all things Apple. Uh, but uh, let's uh, go ahead and get started with the news this week. First story is um, the Apple Store app has been updated with improvements for saved items and enhanced store information. Apple this week um, updated the Apple Store app for iOS and iPadOS with several improvements, uh, uh, including uh, changing uh, changes to the saved items list. Uh, Apple says the update now lets you share lists of saved items with your fam- friends and family and make it easier for to share gift ideas, collaboration on shopping lists. Use share the, a share sheet icon to have a saved list pages along with that. Now saved items can be accessed uh, from more places in the app uh, and also make it a little easier to find the app for retail stores and, and all kinds of stuff. I'm always glad to see them doing some updates to this uh to this app and uh, make it an, easy, an easier shopping experience. Uh, what do you think, Jeff? The purpose of this app is to make it easier for you to spend money with Apple. So, uh, of course, that makes these welcome features and honestly features that I'm surprised haven't been there for a long time. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Web, do you use that? Have you made, made yeah. purchases from the Apple the Apple Store app? Oh, I, I uh, just about every time that Apple comes out with a new product, I end up <laughs> going to the Apple Store right. and purchasing it. Yep. Um, uh, and uh, um, so, yeah, you know, it, it what what makes it nice now is that it's a lot easier for me to share my wish list with my family members. Mm-hmm. So instead of me buying it, they can buy it for me. My family will never buy me a new you know, a new MacBook or a new iMac or anything like that. You they need just, a new family. Yeah, that's right, they you do. They just, <laughs> they just don't love me that much or so. And yeah, come on, man. there's a story there that I won't get into. So, but yeah, it, it, it you know, the, the real point here is that uh, uh, they, they gave the, the Apple store a little bit of love, a little bit of uh, enhancement and, yeah. Every little bit helps. Okay, so so I think it's fine. If they could do something with the App Store, that'd be a lot better. But that's another topic for another time. Yeah. Um, then the next story here: Apple releases Car Keys Tests app for licensed MFI developers. 
Uh, Apple's released a testing app for vehicle manufacturers who are working on integrating its digital car keys uh, software. Um, the Apple digital car key feature, of course, if you don't know about this, is it always allows users to unlock and start a compatible vehicle by bringing your iPhone or Apple Watch near the driver's side door. The car keys are stored in the wallet app and just like a credit card. The feature right now is only limited to BMW, Kia, and Genesis vehicles. Um, this is called Car Key Keys Tests. The new app allows licensed MFI developers to test and validate their own integration. Um, this is good news just to hear because that means that there are other car manufacturers that want to expand upon this. I would love to have this on my car. I mean, honestly, I think it'd be so cool to have it and make it much easier to do it. I mean, right now, I you know we're all used to our key fobs and the, the stupid battery always is going out in my key fob or not going out, yep. but it just doesn't work. But you have, I mean, you have a Tesla um, I don't know, web, and, and you have, uh, I don't know, but you know, if you have a vehicle, it has this. And it fund- fundamentally has the same thing with, yeah. with the Tesla app on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can either use the key or I can use the phone. I think it's interesting. Um, a couple of comments. Mm-hmm. Not a BMW fan. They're, they're fine automobiles. Just I'm more of a Mercedes guy. So, okay. um, right. but, but, but Kia needed some positive press right now. Uh, Kia and Hyundai. Um, if you've been following along, there's a, uh, a deal where, where you could, uh, steal, uh, 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 Kia specifically, uh, with using a USB cable to, to, uh, get into it. Uh, fundamentally it's, uh, what is it? It's the Kia boys on TikTok or something <laughs> like that. Um, but, uh, what, what, what they say that you can use a USB cable to do it it's not the the usb cable per se it's uh you you, you take the 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 shroud and the ignition uh uh key part off the car with a screwdriver you pry it off and then there's a a little deal that just the uh that just fits the end of the USB-A cable that you can stick it in there and start the car. Um, it's, it's not the USB thing. So anyway, Kia needed some good news about their cars because they've been very, very easy to steal. In fact, I, I pulled off an article today, um, that some auto insurers right now are refusing to insure a Hyundai or a Kia because they're both the same company. Um, because of this easy, because of this issue. And, uh, one of the big cities, Jeff is Denver. Um, uh, if you have a, a Kia that that wasn't previously insured, uh, you got a new Kia and you want to go get it insured or a new to you Kia, uh, good luck finding a, a major automobile insurer that's going to give you coverage for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, Jeff? Um, yeah, well, first off, the, the whole Denver Front Range metro area is uh, an ongoing hotbed of, of, uh, car issues so yeah uh problems that you see tend to be uh uh bigger here i guess and that's uh you know so the whole uh stealing your kia thing um catalytic converter thefts i I even had to put a uh uh a special anti-theft plate on the bottom of my prius so that my catalytic converter doesn't get stolen not the point. the The real point is that uh, uh, you know, with BMW doing this, I'm so glad there are other car manufacturers out there, so it'll actually work. Uh, BMW Electronics are notoriously uh, poor, 
and uh, and tend to fail a lot. So uh, a, it's a good thing that you can buy a Kia to go along with your BMW so that when you can't get into the one, you can drive something more reliable, assuming it doesn't get stolen. Yeah, exactly. So now this being said, the other vehicle is the the Genesis land brand, just the luxury brand of of Kia and Hyundai. Um, I think the the Genesis G90 is probably one of the nicest looking four door sedans out there right now. So there's my plug. I wish I had one. I don't need another car, but <laughs> if I did, I would I would consider it. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and move on. The uh, next uh, next story here is uh, Tile adds undetectable anti-theft mode to tracking devices with a $1 million fine if used for stalking. AirTag competitor Tile announced uh, this week that uh, a new anti-theft mode for the Tile tracking device uh, is uh, going to be designed to make Tile accessories undetectable by any, by the anti-stalking scan and secure feature. Scan and secure is a security measure that Tile implemented to uh, in order to allow iPhone and Android users to scan and, for, uh, and detect nearby tile devices uh, from keeping them from being used for stalking purposes. And we've heard, we've talked a number of times about the AirTag uh, with this. Uh, so it's uh, definitely something that it's been a, a, quite a concern. concern. Uh, and the, the scan, sir, scan and secure undermines the anti-theft capabilities of the tile because a stolen vehicle's tile can be located and removed. Something also possible with similar features added by the air tags. Um, so don't put it in your Kia. Yeah. So, so and, right. and it goes on here, but but this is this is actually. I mean, I, I mean, Apple needs some comp- competition. Tile has been kind of dormant, and, and I know we've talked about this a number of times, Jeff. So that uh, Tile has really not done anything after the air tag for came out for quite a while. This is this is this is kind of a a good thing uh, to see that there we got some competition now. It's a good thing. And uh, yet I will not offer Tile any praise for doing what they have done because all they have done is waited years and years and years to provide a a function that they should have included when they released their product, what, seven years before AirTag came Mm -hmm. out? And here we are. They're finally getting around to doing something. Yes, it's a good feature, but uh, sorry, Tile, you get no praise from me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's it's a shame that it took this long. Um, good hope. I hope it's not too little, too late. But I'm I'm sure Tile's been holding its own. It's not too little, too late. Tile is uh, is the dominant tracker, yeah. uh, you know, personal tracker uh, device on the market, and uh, they they will continue to be that for a while. I'm sure, just because there's so many out there. Um, and as far as competition goes at this point, I don't see tile as competition for Apple. I see Apple as competition for tile. So, uh, they need to step up their game. Um, regardless, it's good news for us as consumers, because that means everyone will be working to make their, their, uh, personal tracker products better. Absolutely. Hopefully. Any other thoughts on that web? Uh, I, I guess a couple, you know, it's, um, I, I, I didn't know, uh, that, that tile was still dominant in this market space on, on these personal trackers. I'm not denying it. I just wasn't aware of it. Cause like you said, I really hadn't heard anything about, about 
uh, tile in really a couple of years, maybe. Um, and, and we all know that the, 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 some of the arguments against the air tags. Um, personally, I, I have a couple of them. I went to Europe last summer. Uh, it was nice that I could always keep track of where, where my uh, luggage was uh, and uh, my, my backpack. I have an air tag in it too. So I, I, I like it. I'm not going to say it's better. I'm not going to say it's worse. But uh, um, yeah, like the the statement that you made that the tile still uh, the predominant in the space was news to me. I hadn't heard anything about them in a couple of years. And I will admit that I bought the first generation. And uh, when the batteries died, I didn't replace them. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, the uh, let's uh, go on to the uh, next story here. Uh, Apple Watch import ban is getting dangerously close. President Biden upholds the ITC's uh, AliveCore ruling. Apple patent battle between health tech company AliveCore isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, the two companies have been battling out for years, and the pendulum has swung back and forth multiple times. Most recently, December of 2022, U.S. International Trade Commission handled AliveCore a major victory, agreeing that Apple had infringed on its patent technology. Uh, so now the ITC's ruling has now been upheld by President Biden, following up the 60-day review. Um, so, again, I don't, get too, I don't like to get too political in, in, in this show, but uh, will the Apple Watch face a, a, an import of ban? Extinction? Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't see it. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Bob? Um, I, I guess a couple things. Um, first thing I say, a live core. Who is a live core? And I did a little research, and they make that device that you've seen on TV called Cardia, where you take your, your two fingers or two thumbs and, and put them on, on these two pads, and then you can get a, an ECG reading um, on your phone. So, okay, that's who they are. They also have the um, the Omron blood pressure cuffs is another one of their products as well. Um, what what I think, and Jeff, I'm really interested because you, you kind of see the, the whole board a lot better than I do on this type of stuff. Uh, I Apple is not going to let the Apple Watch get banned. They got too much invested in it. The Apple Watch is way too popular. I got mine. Um, we all do. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, they'll figure something out now. Now, what that resolution is going to be, I don't know. It could be a, a license fee. You know, Apple does have enough money to buy them, and uh, um, uh, a live core is a privately held company, so they don't have to go through all the the, the stock market stuff that, that they would have to do to acquire them. Right. They could. I don't think that's what they want to do. I don't think that fits within their wheelhouse, per se. But they, they're not going to let the Apple Watch go away. That's I've been wrong before. No, I agree with you. I'm sure Jeff does too. You're not wrong on this. <clears throat> um, all right, it's soapbox time. You sat back with that look on your face because you knew you were setting me up just to go off, didn't you? <laughs> Um, yes. Okay. First off, shame on nine to five Mac for writing a headline like that. <laughs> it is completely, completely irresponsible. Um, and and I'm saying that as someone that that enjoys reading nine to five Mac, nice and uh, and they do have some great writers there. That said, this this is a completely misleading headline. All right. So first off, President Biden upholding this ruling. That is not news. That's just what happens. It's news when a president vetoes one of these things, regardless of what the product is. And uh, and the one 
that uh, that we will remember. Well, humans have short memories when it comes to news, but the the one that that did happen and it was a big thing, it was when uh, President Obama vetoed the uh, the ruling that would have banned the import of iPhones. So. What's happening here is totally normal, and this is not an indication that that the Apple Watch is going to be banned from uh, from import and sale in the United States. Also, the patents in question have all been ruled as invalid, and that's been held up on appeal, and now there's another appeal mm-hmm. that's coming, and they will probably be held Uh, or that ruling will be upheld. And even if it's not, then Apple gets to appeal. This is something that is going to drag out for a long, long time, um, assuming that the the appeal process gets to keep going. Um, By the time something could happen, if it, if the tables were to flip and, uh, and Apple, was uh, seen as violating valid patent or infringing on valid patents. Apple's incredibly deep pockets will make the problem go away, but it's not going to get to that point. Yeah. I, I would be stunned if that happened. I, I can't imagine it. So, um, no, I agree with you on the nine to five back. I, it, it, I was kind of concerning of that, of that headline. So good, good, uh, good, uh, info on that. I appreciate that. Um, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, you, you missed this this week, but uh, for those of you who were T-Mobile customers and went into the T-Mobile Tuesdays app, you can now get Apple's MLS season pass for free from T-Mobile. And how you were able to do it was you can uh, go into the, the T-Mobile Tuesdays and there was a link there um, and you uh, tapped at the MLB, MLS season pass on us feature, save the stuff, copy the code, redeem it. And it was so easy. I did it. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not a big football or in the United States soccer fan, uh, but hey, free is free. And you know, I have a full season that would have costed, you know, $14 a month or something like that. And uh, and you could see what, like, I'd be more interesting to see how Apple um, does with this coverage and how, how the video, I watched a few games already just to kind of see it. And this is great. I appreciate it. And then again, I know, Jeff, you're not a spectator sport fan, but uh, I think the technology of this, I think, is it, this is a wave of the future for for sports in general. I don't have to be a spectator sport fan to appreciate the importance of deals like this. Yeah. These are the sort of things that add validity to the to the different networks or streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Apple is going to make stuff like this happen. Uh, T-Mobile likes to be in on stuff like this because it uh, it adds. Uh, value to their customers and um, yeah so um, uh, good on T-Mobile for offering people a deal and uh, and good on Apple for making uh, making Apple TV plus a uh, a more valuable platform yep absolutely got some thoughts on that web do, uh, do, do you know if uh are there any restrictions? You can only view it on your T-Mobile device, or mm-hmm. does it uh, allow you to look at it on multiple? Okay. Now the second question. Second question is: I, I I have a friend. I won't name who he is, who has a T-Mobile, who might have a T-Mobile device, as well as an AT&T device. <laughs> and, and he he might have gone ahead and took advantage of the Apple One deal for the season, for eighty dollars instead of the hundred and 
30, 120, I think it is, or something like that. So the question is, can my friend cancel the order, then go back on the T-Mobile and get it for free? If he didn't... Do you know what the return policy is? Yeah, uh, it's hard to say. You could complain to Apple, maybe, and do it. But the thing is, if he didn't... if, if he didn't go into the T-Mobile Tuesdays app on Tuesday to claim the code. Uh, he's out of luck. Oh, he had to do it on Tuesday? He had to do it on Tuesday. Yep. Oh, okay. That's why you got to watch it every week. Um, in, in the past, they've they've also offered, I'm still hoping they still do it. Um, there hasn't been an announcement yet, but the MLB at bat has uh, is, is, is been offered for free for the last three or four years now uh, for Major League Baseball. So um, I'm hoping they're going to offer it again this year. But uh uh, so yeah, T-Mobile's been smart because well, T-Mobile's very heavily involved with Major League Baseball. They have a the ballpark in Seattle named after with their name on it. So, but it only makes sense. Uh, th- they also have the arena here in Kansas City, right. um, where I saw Springsteen last Saturday night. Yeah. Um, it, it used to be the Sprint Center. Well, that's why. Now it's not. <laughs> yeah. Now the now the the huh. the the, the, the building's a glass building. I thought they'd call it the Windex Center, but that's just my <laughs> idea. My marketing yes, mind's marketing always thinking. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, anyway, um, well, well, my my friend was telling me about looking at the Tuesday app, and you're right, it's gone. I. He he should have done it at the time. I oops. Yeah, so. yeah, that's what you got. Yeah, just for uh, any T-Mobile subscribers, always should have the, the T-Mobile Tuesday app and get the notifications every Tuesday to see if anything's got a good, there's any good deals. So, um, yeah, because I I pulled the plug on this past this past weekend, so before Tuesday, and that's why I'd already made the purchase, or my friend had already made the purchase. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It, it was your friend. You're just following their lead, the lead right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I always try to personalize everything. So. Sure. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, next story: uh, YouTube TV was working on fixing crash crashing issues on Apple TV as redesign rollout rolls out more widely. Uh, YouTube TV had launched a, a UI des, a redesign earlier this year for all platforms, but Apple TV users were left out for, due to some issues. Now Apple TV, uh, YouTube TV appears to have been restarting to roll out while working on the fix for the ongoing crashing. Um, what it's looking at is the focus on two areas of live TV streaming service, which is the library tab and 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 what shows are personalized recommendations for TV shows and movies and uh, yeah, just on and on. And, and it's just kind of a shame that that's happening. And, 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 you know, now, especially the fact that they've, uh, uh, they, they uh, YouTube had bought NFL Sunday ticket for next season. Um, you better hope that they get on the bandwagon. I mean, that service is obviously going to be separate from the, I mean, YouTube TV itself, but YouTube TV subscribers will get a discount uh, if uh, once they sign up for NFL it's a Sunday ticket, but what do you think, Jeff? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm kind of surprised. You know, Google, YouTube, they they, they this this app should be like, you know, working stream uh, seamlessly. It should, and yet here we are. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think the real news would be if the YouTube app was uh, was working properly without bugs on Apple TV. Right. There, there's a there's a track record here. Mm-hmm. And and the YouTube app on Apple TV has never been a quality user experience. So, yeah, of course they're having crash issues, yeah. and they're and my guess is that when it comes uh, 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 sports season time, that 
there will be frustrated Apple TV users because the uh, the YouTube TV app is not working correctly for them. Yep. Any thoughts on that, Web? Yeah. First of all, I'm a YouTube TV subscriber. Okay, there you go. Um, and uh, I have um, I, I use it mainly at my office. So I I, I think I mentioned this in other venues that uh, mm-hmm. uh, did follow CNBC and and uh, Bloomberg TV is not on there, but right. CNBC and some of the news channels and things like that. Uh, just it's real convenient that I have there on my computer. Um, and it's kind of, I have two monitors you know, on the left-hand corner and, and it kind of keeps me uh, in tune. That being said, we're talking about the Apple TV app. Um, and, um, I never had a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I, because my, my home television service is AT&T Uverse and mm-hmm. AT&T Uverse and NFL had a falling out. And so they quit uh, providing the NFL network on on AT and T services. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on Directv, but it was not on the the IPTV service. Um, anyway, so all that being said, uh, when I'm at home on the weekends and the Chiefs were on the road, and I wanted to follow what was going on 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 the NFL with either NFL Network or NFL Red Zone, which I'm a huge fan of. It is fun to watch. Um, that. Yeah, uh, because of that. I never had a problem. I never had a crash. You know, every once in a while, you, we we all have things where we need to reboot every once in a while, but it, it was not regular. Okay, so um, there there could be some things, Jeff, that you alluded to that I don't really pick on. Uh, I don't go in the library. I don't pre-record things. I know I could. I just don't. Uh, and maybe that's where the weakness is. Um, I, I think it's just like everything else. First of all, um, uh, YouTube or their parent company they have to put some love to it um now keep in mind they also have a whole nother platform that they want to use too mm-hmm. um and uh the, that's probably where they're going to uh um really pay their attention to it but uh, you know it's still a revenue source uh and they have a strong relationship with apple so i think they'll fix it i think they'll they'll figure out what what the bug is in the software and they'll get it done but uh jeff i i will go with you that maybe the problem's a lot bigger than than what i'm experiencing so yeah yeah um i i'm glad it's it's working great for you and uh, and with with google and youtube's track record here, here's my concern. Uh, they'll fix this, but there'll be something else that ends up broken, and <laughs> it will just be an ongoing thing. And uh, and and hopefully, the things that they break don't end up overlapping into the things that you do, so that you don't yeah. have to experience the those annoyances. Yep. Yeah, I, you know the the. Uh, what is it? Alpha alphabet. They have a tendency to get tired of things and then they yes, kind of ignore them and eventually jettison them. Um, I'm an, uh, among other things, a Google fiber subscriber. Um, and yeah. I'm very, very happy with it. Okay. And it's, it, yeah, but I'm also kind of in this fear that, uh, uh they're going to get tired of it. Uh, AT&T has introduced their fiber product here in Kansas okay. city. I have it here. Um, I've got it, uh, about three and, months ago. and yeah. Uh, and maybe that's, well, that's right. I, I asked you about it. So, um, um, so I'm, I'm keeping my options open. I'm very pleased. They haven't said they're going to be abandoning anything, yeah. but you know, another thing that they did have, um, they did have their own, uh, um, 
Google Fiber, they had their own TV service, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. beyond the, the streaming service. They had their own, let's call it their own cable service. And they've abandoned that So and, and are pushing people to uh, YouTube TV or any of the other common uh, streaming platforms, too. So yeah. anyway, yeah, I, whenever you get in, get in with Alphabet, you got to be prepared that they may get tired of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, one last story here. Uh, Google Photos for iOS now supports the magic eraser <laughs> tool for the for Google One subscribers. Google uh, today, actually, as we record this today, it was announced uh, several new features that are available to Google One subscribers that have the Google Photos app, including a magic eraser tool that was previously only available for the Google Pixel Six and Google Pixel Seven. Uh, Google One members now on all plans can now use the magic erasure tool to remove unwanted objects from people and people from their photos uh, using that app on iPhone or iPad. There's also an HDR video effects feature and exclusive collage styles uh, for it and a number of other features, including uh, these features that Google is also providing free shipping on all print orders if you print something from there. Uh, if anybody is not aware, uh, Google One is an all, all-in-one cloud storage and VPN feature. Um, so, And then they have uh, similar plans to what iCloud has. Um, so uh, that is cool. Uh, what do you think, Jeff? I think Google's getting smart. I mean, I, those magic eraser tools, I always get tired of looking at those apps that uh, advertise it, and then they have that in-app purchase. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm glad to see this happen. Yeah. Um, because there are people that are using Google's tools and Google services, and uh, now they have one less thing they have to go hunting for. To, and uh, here's the thing. Google is a smart company. And just like Microsoft is a smart company, despite what uh, a lot of Apple fans would like to think. And uh, And both companies get that if you want to be the real dominant player, it's not about keeping everyone in in these types of ecosystems mm-hmm. on your own hardware. It's about having everything you do available to everyone everywhere, and uh, and and we see Microsoft doing that with uh, with a lot of their services. Google is doing that too. So giving us features like this increases the likelihood that people will stay in the Google ecosystem regardless of what hardware they're using. Yeah, that's true. Do you have any thoughts on that web? You know, it's uh, I, I guess the thought that I have is kind of more of a, a holistic um, view. And the thing that frustrates me um, with, with Google, like I said, I'm a, I'm a Google fiber subscriber. So they already got a hook into me. Okay. And because of that, I also got uh, a free Google Drive subscription. I think it's a two terabyte um, uh, freebie as an add-on. Um, what I do, Google One, if I got a discount on it, but but I think in that regard, Google is so fractured in all their, their offerings that they wouldn't do that. And that's really frustrating to me. And that's one of the things that I do like about, about the Apple One subscription is that it does allow me to, to uh, uh, do some of these other Add-ons. They haven't added anything new mm. recently, but uh, but uh, it, it is one of the things that, that I like. It, it's uh, you know the the um, the television subscription. 
that I could have gotten, my friend could have gotten for free um, uh, for the MLS thing. Um, you know, that's, that was a benefit. And they said, yeah, we'll give you a discount if you're, since you're already in our system. Um, so I, I wish Google did more things like that too. Uh, uh, as a fiber one or a Google fiber subscriber, I'm in, I'm very happy with it. I would consider it. Yeah, I think so. So it's a, uh, it's definitely something to, to check out. Um, and see if uh, if it's something that would uh, uh-huh. fit for you. So, um, so that's the news for this week. And uh, let's go and move on to topics. And I'd like to, uh, like I said, I welcome you, Webb, to the show. We're so glad you were able to make it and be on the show for your very first time. And uh, we wanted to find a little bit about more about you uh, and what you do with your Apple products. And I know you have a couple iPhones. You have a couple iPads. I think you're like us. You have pretty much yeah. everything, right? Yeah, my, my, my experience with Apple goes back to when I was in college and I bought an Apple II Plus and I was in a finance course and I bought this little program called VisiCalc. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we all remember that. And I can tell you that I was the, 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 the king of the hill in the business finance course by by all the things that I could do on, on VisiCalc. Um, and uh, and that was very, very early on. Uh, this is 1980, 81, mm-hmm. uh, I think is about that time frame. So um, so that's when I started. And it, because of my, uh, um, my affiliation with buying the computer and the guy who owned the, the Apple computer franchise in Columbia, Missouri, where I went to school, um, he wanted to expand. He wanted to open another store in uh, Jefferson City, which is the state capital of Missouri, and it's about 30 miles south of Columbia. Columbia is where the University of Missouri is. Um, so he wanted to open another store. I decided to invest in it, um, and it was it was a fun experience. I can't say that I made a lot of money on it, but I didn't lose any money on it uh, on that investment. That's a either. win. Yes. Yeah, um, and I and I bought a lease at cost. So, um, wow. but uh, also and, a win. Uh, so and, instead and of ten thousand, it, it was what eight nine thousand. <laughs> seven, seven. That was close. Um, yeah, it was about a thirty percent markup, which has kind of been the standard for Apple. But that's another story. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so I, I kind of got into the computer store. At, at that size. And, and when I talked about the Lisa, when Apple first came out with the Lisa computer itself, not every Apple dealer had that franchise. They're very limited right. on, on who, who got those. So, um, and we, we got one because I think because we were in a college town that that helped us a lot. Um, anyway, so we, we, we had the computer store and everything was going just great and had the Lisa franchise. And I think the computer store sold one. To me, <laughs> to you, uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, and that, that, but, that was uh, a big flop. <laughs> and, and then, then soon after that, um, then IBM came out with the IBM PC, right? And, and we had the, the franchise for for the IBM PC as well. And what had happened was uh, IBM let anyone who wanted to be a PC dealer take the franchise, and then that 
got oversaturated, so they pulled it back. Then they were really limiting to who could get an IBM PC franchise back in the day. And here again, this is 1982, 83 is the time frame. Yeah. And uh, we, we had the IBM PC franchise, and there was a big computer retailer in St. Louis that, that wanted the IBM PC franchise, and we had one available. And that's how I broke even in the computer business. Um, anyway. So after that, after that, so after my com- my computer days and going to college, I graduated from college. I went and joined uh, uh, a life insurance company that uh, I started in 1982. I've been there for 40 years, um, and and I started out as a COBOL programmer. And, nice. And, and and right now I am president and CEO. So. Um, so it's been a, it's a long, strange journey. So probably the only person on staff that can go in and address the, the, uh, old COBOL, uh, code that's probably floating around in there somewhere. Uh, as a matter of fact, our primary admin system is still on COBOL we're in the, in the midst of changing that out, but, and there, there, there's some logical reasons why we haven't changed it out so um which i won't bore you with right now but but uh so yeah i, I do have a cobalt uh background um and uh um and i i was at the right place at the right time because i we talked about this ibm pc and they were coming into the insurance business and how they were being used for for developing quotes and illustrations and all that and uh we had a lot of very expensive it people that knew how to use it uh personal computer or we had this kid over here that's getting paid nothing and right. he he could do everything so that's how i fell into it so you, um so you keep uh, you keep connected with your iphones i know you have one for work one for business that's uh, i know that's yep. that's uh somebody sometimes a bit of a challenge i i keep mine i use my own personal iphone for for business so uh but keep it you know separate um and you're using an iPad, you use Apple TV. So it sounds like you have pretty much all the products. You're, you're, you've been an Apple yeah, guy, I, true and true. And that's what makes it so great that you're part of our family here with uh, with us and with Mac Voices. And, and it's just because you're just uh, very passionate about Apple like we are. So, yeah, I, I got a, uh, uh, the two, two iPhones. I got uh, an iPad Pro um, that I use mainly when I go to meetings because right. of the battery life. Yep. Um, now the the new uh, M powered computers, which is what I'm using right here, the the battery life on these things is incredible. Oh, is. But yeah. it, but you know that I for for when I go to a meeting and I'm taking notes, I use the iPad for that. Yeah. Uh, let's see, I have in um, uh, my office, I just have a, a Mac Studio that uh, I just installed here in the last year. Uh, at my I have a second home. I have a Mac Studio there, and I got a Mac Studio right over there that belongs to my wife. There so, you go. so, so we're we're we're, we're happy. We're, Apple, we're, we're Mac crazy. We're Apple crazy. Steve Jobs. I've helped fund his <laughs> children's college education. So, and you you did just recently buy the HomePod, the HomePod second gen. I know you were talking. We never you've never I, had. Yeah, I did. did you open it? I did. I did open it and I set it up and it's sitting in my office and I'm driving myself crazy because. I say, hey, Siri, and I got Wait, three responses. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm hey, kidding. hey, lady. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, you're right because it just woke up my phone. So, um, but hey, lady, and, and between the the, the HomePod yeah. and my computer, and I, I know that there's a way that I can manage that. And I do it through the Home app, and I cannot figure out how to do it. So, don't feel tech support. Bad. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a challenge. It's a problem. 
and uh, it it's on Apple's shoulders, not yours. So. Yeah. Well, welcome again back. To, welcome back. Welcome to the show. We're really glad you made it out here. Thank and you. Thanks uh, for sharing your um, your experiences with Apple products, and uh, um, uh, we appreciate it. Um, let's go ahead and move on. I, as we always do on the show, we talk about beta this week. Uh, iOS and iPadOS 16.4 beta 1 is still in testing. Uh, and um, one of the things that did uh, come out of that, I, I wanted I highlighted it again here, is you now are able to um, enable iOS betas from the settings app on 16.4 later. Uh, it's a notable change. We talked about it a little bit last week. And, you know, we got the developer beta and the public betas that are out there. Because you had to always download the profile, install the profile onto your device, and then um, reboot. And then it, then it would sense that you had it. But now... You have control, and the developer betas can be uh, right in the settings app. Uh, and uh, this article from Nine to Five Mac actually goes through and uh, talks about that. If uh, if you are a, a, a developer, uh, it's going to be faster, easier to install either one of the betas, um, and, and and easy as well. But the one big thing is, I think Apple's trying to prevent is these illegal downloads of of the beta software. If you're not a developer, or it, or if it's not the uh, uh, the public beta, because sometimes you get some people who are doing some not so desirable things uh, that uh, this is going to kind of crack down on that as well as keep it more efficient uh, when they install um, this uh, on your devices. Again, we always promote don't install betas on your production device. So web mm-hmm. web and I both being in the insurance industry in the business, you know not to do that on your devices, right? So I, I, I never I never touch a beta. Right. You, you, okay. and you, don't, you don't even I, dabble in it. We I dabble in it because I have yeah. I have spare devices that I do it on, but uh, and yeah. so does Jeff. So um, yep, I have a sacrificial iPad just for betas. Yeah. So you see anything yep. anything on the iPad for you as with sixteen point four yet? Um, I I have noticed that um, the S lady is more reliable on my iPad with 16.4 than it has been previously. I don't know if that's really a 16.4 thing or if that's a back-end update on Apple's part. Um, Other than that, it's it's stable and working and uh, has some new emojis. Yes, got all those fun emojis. one thing I, I, I this one was kind of a interesting rumor. This this came from uh, Mark Gurman uh, from Bloomberg, so I thought it was interesting to mention that Apple is now testing six, iOS sixteen point five internally as one of the final updates before iOS seventeen comes. Uh, I'm sure, as we know, always WWDC happens in June. Of course, it's unclear of what. Uh, um, what is in that as of yet, because they, they keep that pretty on the down low and hush hush, but we're still waiting for the Apple card savings account. We're still waiting for the Apple musical, the music classical app, uh, the iMessage contact key verification security option, Apple pay later was supposed to be coming. So at the rate they're going here with this stuff too is uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, where that goes. So I'm not to talk too much in this article. You could read, you could check that out about iOS 17. There's a lot of speculation at the moment, but Sounds like Apple's going to go right to sixteen at five, and then uh, we'll be ready to we'll be sitting on that with uh, incremental updates. I'm sure until uh, seventeen is released in the fall, like it always is. So, um, do you have any comments on that, Jeff? Um, no, I predict sixteen dot six. Yeah, they would probably go sixteen dot five dot one or dot two. I would think after this, if they're saying it's going to be one of the final updates, usually how it works. I, I'm betting with 
uh, Apple will find a few things that they really, really need to address, yeah. and we'll get up to like sixteen five four. Yeah, I, that, um, that, that, I, I can see that happening. Yeah, and uh, and then as far as six, this the whole sixteen five testing, bring it on. Yes, I'm ready. Yes, yes, I, I've got a device ready to crash and burn. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, so that's beta for this week. Um, one of the other stories I want to talk about this week, uh, actually, the, as we record this t- today, um, Apple had a pretty, pretty, uh, substantial outage, uh, this week. And I was, there's more of a topic and a tip here. And it looks like a number of services had gone out and, uh, I have a link to the support status, page for, um, for Apple and everything's green now, as you go to it, um, as we're recording this, but it does note what it resolved and whatever things were that were going on as far as outages go. So yeah, there's, there was kind of, you know, quite a few things that were out. The uh, Apple TV plus had, had an outage where, uh, it was slower on available. So, um, it's good to see that Apple does, uh, let everybody know uh, when there is some, some things that are, that are uh, going on. But a lot of it was a service oriented, uh, uh, items that weren't that weren't working like iCloud Mail, Calendar, Contacts. So it was pretty substantial. If you go to the web that page, as we record this, it's probably going to be changing once by the time you hear this. But uh, that uh, yeah, this there was some uh, there was some uh, pretty serious outages uh, for a few days. And when was the outage? Today, as we record this. Okay, okay, because this morning I had trouble getting to my Apple Mail. Yep, ma- mail was um, one of it. It and and. So I just put it down, went to work, and everything worked just fine. So, so it, it wasn't a long duration for me. So, but uh, yeah, I I experienced it. Didn't know it that it was there was an outage. So, but yep, that's funny. I I I had uh, Apple Mail, iCloud account issues. Um, I had trouble getting at uh, files that uh, that I have stored on iCloud. And the funny thing is it never occurred to me to look and see if there were outages. I'm just so used to the problems uh, transiently happening yep. that I didn't even think about it. Yep, absolutely. That's a thing. Yeah. That's probably but, bad. But that I yeah, it's something else that you could to, do. So, yeah. right? but this is good. Yeah. This is good. This is a good. This is a good shortcut to bookmark. I, I, I think highly recommend that because mm-hmm. you could I agree. go right to the system status. It's, it's the first thing you go to look at if something's not working right. But it's not very often it happens. But you know, good, good to do it. So, a um, couple other topics here I wanted to hit on. Uh, this was interesting that this was written up uh, this week. Um, or last week, it was, I think it was, uh, Google allegedly paid Apple a portion of uh, Chrome search revenue as part of its secret non-compete deal. And and Google allegedly had paid Apple a portion of all search revenue from Chrome, Chrome for iOS, which com- had just appeared to be a non-compete deal. Uh, according to a source from, uh, that was uh, familiar with this matter, uh, Google's been paying that portion um in return for being the default search provider in Safari and other commercial benefits. But I had thought Google was paying Apple, you know, like it says in here, $15 billion annually for its, it's the default search engine too. Um, so I don't want to know your, your guys thoughts on this, Jeff, you know, you have, a, have would have some uh, uh, good thoughts on this, uh, on why Apple is, uh, why Google would be doing this uh, in the Chrome search side, or are they nervous that maybe, Apple's, I know there's been rumors they're thinking about doing their own search. 
Google is a smart company. And I and I know I said this earlier. And if uh, if they can keep Apple out of the search space, they will. Um, that said, do they really need to keep out Apple out of the search space? Um, here, here's my take. I think that what's been happening is that Apple, or excuse me, Google has been paying all this money that we know about right. to Apple to be the default search engine. And where some of that money is coming from may be from um, th- this this thing that we're hearing about now. Um, as far as is this to keep Apple from making their own search engine? Eh. Yeah. I honestly, I think if Apple were to develop their own robust search engine, it would not be a thing to compete directly with Google. Yeah. Um, it would be a thing that Apple uses with their own services, right. and uh, and gives searching across your your Apple services and Apple products uh, a much better experience and gives you much more control over what, what you're looking for and how you're looking for it. Part of that means much uh, better search through movies, books, music, and, uh, and much more robust and usable discoverability searches uh, for the app store. And um, yeah, I think, if Apple really seriously gets into that space, it'll be for their own products and not as a, yeah. as a general search engine. And Ben and Ben agrees with us on, on this and Google uh, in the chat room here uh, that the youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. Uh, he said, Google does not want Apple in search. So they're going to do anything they can to try to prevent that. I'm thinking. I, I agree. Okay. Now here's an interesting thing for you. How much work has Google done to to incentivize Microsoft to not be in search? That yeah. tells you how much of a threat being it's is. working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's um. There's a phrase when I'm talking to my managers, um, uh, and it kind of applies here. Uh, stick to your knitting. Um, I just don't know if it would truly benefit Apple to try to get into a space where where it, where Google's really dominant. Okay, um, uh, they're they're the eight hundred pound gorilla in the space, um, and I think that that Apple could you know. And by the way, remember they're making a allegedly a billion bucks from from Google, um, so why would they want to disrupt that 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 revenue source as well so that's enough money that even apple pays attention absolutely absolutely i was just going through the 10k couldn't find any reference to to google in it so so um anyway yeah i i i I don't see and and jeff i agree with you and i've i've kind of touched on it earlier tonight about uh the app store i think is uh um yeah I'm I'm frustrated with the App Store only because I, I want to find something and I got I got too many options. 
Um, mm-hmm. And not not that I don't have enough, but but and I have no way to sort through them. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no free look period. I can understand why they don't do that. You know, uh, I can understand Apple's position on it, but it still gets kind of frustrating. So, you know, I go out and 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 take a peek at it, and and if I want to see if something that a, a problem that I have that I'm trying to resolve, and I got to go into the in-app purchase, and then I don't like it. Um, then I got to try to unwind all that, and and that's mm-hmm. that's that's a problem as well. So um, I, I understand where Apple's coming from, but yeah, I, I would love to see a, a better search facility, yeah. and maybe it can solve my woes here. So yeah, so it's good. Always interesting to see, and you're, I'm not surprised you don't see it in the 10K because this is probably a behind closed door type of deal, and Apple doesn't like to really advertise it much. So. Yeah, but sometimes you got to disclose those things. They might in this Your case outside relationships. Yeah, so. in this case they might be able to. Again, you you have much of the more yeah, knowledge it, on the business part of the side of this thing, but it, and it's a billion dollars. That's significant even for Apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I think the big takeaway here is I need to set up a, a prompt notebook. So it looks like I've prepared for the show, <laughs> just like Webb has. <laughs> And I know that Webb's book is not a prop. He actually yeah, prepared. He did prepare. I'm going to have another show title today. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes. So uh, definitely check that out. I think it's interesting. A uh, couple more here. Um, this uh, story actually came out a couple weeks ago, um, but I wanted to hit, hit on it a little more, is Apple services. And we talked about it uh, when, when the, the uh, um, first quarter results came out from Apple, that the Apple services business is generating, generating more, more revenue than Intel, American Airlines, and massive U.S. companies. Uh, and we know what the bundles are. You got iCloud, Apple Music, Apple TV+, Plus, Arcade, Fitness, and all the other ones. Um, and it hit that record high of over $20.77 billion in revenue. That's billion. And, and, and that just is interesting. And the article here shows just kind of the comparisons uh, of some of the other big, very large companies um, uh, when it comes to total revenues. Uh, but uh, this is, this is something interesting like this. And uh, I just, I just think I see, Services just keeping and going uh, and con- uh, continually to be the the future of Apple. Uh, when they've been talking about the AI glasses and all the other things that's going to be coming, but the services the thing is go- is going great. That Apple One bundle, I'm, I'm very happy that I, I'm I'm paying that uh, per month because it's not that exp- expensive. You come down to it, and we're getting all kinds of great new uh, services. Um, Webb, with you being in the business side of this, I'm, I'm assuming you've had looked at this in the, uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, but what do you think of this? I think this is something Apple really is going to be heavily involved in for years to come. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting if if you try to follow Apple from the very beginning. You know, first they they just had the Apple II, right? And, and even even the Apple One, and then it kind of evolved to the Apple II, mm-hmm. and that was the device that really got them into schools. Okay, was, yes. was the Apple II, yes. um, and they were a computer company. Okay, and then they had the Apple III, which was kind of disappointing in the least. So we've talked about that. And then they came out with this little thing called the Macintosh, and that kind of got interesting. It was expensive, right. but it was interesting. And but my point here is that they they followed this this computer line. And then somewhere along the lines, they decided that they wanted to get out of being a computer company and get into being more of a consumer, right. um, uh, um, uh, not appliance, what's the word I'm looking for, but kind of a consumer-driven 
company, and that's where they came out with the the iPod, and that was that that you know the musical device, and that kind of evolved mm-hmm. and got them into that consumer space a lot more, and got them out of the the computer space. And at some point, remember, they changed their name from Apple Computer to Apple Inc. Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, so and so here again, I, I I think when we get to the services thing. Um, I think it's it's evolved. I think, you know, I, I kind of go back to remember when, when the first iPhone came out, the Steve Jobs didn't want to have an app store and didn't want to have the apps. I think that was more planned than anything else, my honest opinion. But, you know, it, just think if uh, he was right and we didn't have the the apps and then the app store and then where would the iPhone be? I think the 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 ability to create apps on the, on the iPhone is what really turned it on um so i i I thought that was interesting um uh the the and that just evolved into uh all the other things you know there there was uh what was what was the other thing that they had um was it iweb was that what was the platform that they had um, where you could build your own website yeah Yeah. and and, you know so they had that so they kind of got their foot phone their toe in the water and then it just yeah, as time went on, it expanded, and now we're at this oh, point wow. where the service yes. services. <laughs> I, I think they had a plan for it. So, um, one of the things and, and uh, their their data centers that, that Apple has put all over yeah. the planet um, is one of the things that, that they 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 realized that if they were to invest in services, they had to have the platform to do yeah. it. And mm-hmm. you know, Google does it too, and Meta Beta Meta does it too, and all that. Yeah, they all have data centers all over the place on the Azure side, of course. Um, so I, I I think that I think they had a plan. I don't think it was by accident, uh, but I think it's turned out to be very effective for them. Yeah. Thoughts, Jeff. I, I'm basking in uh, the incredible wisdom that I have too. Actually, <laughs> that, uh, we, we just got to bathe in. Now, uh, yeah, Webb, you nailed it, and uh, and I agree. This is I, not an that, accident. That's, I I mean this in all seriousness. That means a lot to me coming from you because I I find how you've your commentary has been very informative. So thank you. That's a compliment from oh. you to me. So. Yeah. Oh, and and I absolutely meant it as a compliment. I mean, you, you nailed it. Um, and you're right. Apple did not stumble into this. Apple doesn't stumble into things. Mm-hmm. They they will sometimes pivot very quickly when they when they realize that there's a better way to do something they've already started. Apple Watch is a perfect example. <clears throat> um, that that was a fashion product when they launched it. Mm-hmm. And they very quickly realized, no, it wasn't. It's a fitness and a health product. And uh, and it took them basically less than a year to go from, here's your new fashion thing, to here's the, the fitness and health tracker you can't live without. And uh, and something as big as services, that, that takes longer to make that come together. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's obvious that this is something Apple has been working on for a very long time. And if if uh, anyone web were to tell you, no, that's not true. This is something that happened recently. All you need to do is say iTunes. No, no. Yeah, that's that's the name I was trying to remember. But you're right. Yep. 
Yeah. So. Yes, we appreciate your wisdom, Ab, because uh, I knew this this was going to be a good discussion with the, with your back. Um, I I I got another story about a friend. If you want to hear it, it just takes. I, a I love minutes. hearing about your yeah, friends. Your friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I have a friend who who works in a company that that does some investments. Okay, as part of their their global platform. And they they purchased some some rural land outside of Des Moines, Iowa. Okay, and they they you know subsectioned it off and all this other kind of stuff. And there's this one piece of land that was just we they couldn't do anything with. We couldn't do anything with. They couldn't do anything with it. And all of a sudden, and the reason why we couldn't do anything with it was that it had a little creek running through it, and it had a big pond okay um well all of a sudden we had this friend had a secret buyer come through and they wanted to buy this land and they wanted the the water and it was for a data center okay and what do data centers need they need a way to cool these things off Mm -hmm. and what do they use to cool them off with water some do use some other things too, but but the the main thing is water. It's plentiful. Uh, it's just being used to cool. You don't pollute it. Blah 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 blah. Um, it, it turned out that it it was uh, um, the our friend. It was Alphabet that that uh, wanted to buy this land. So 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 my friend was involved in developing a data center in in outside of Des Moines, Iowa, for for Google, which I thought was kind of fun. So nice. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. But uh, yeah, thanks for your insights on this uh, topic. I thought it would be uh, very good to, to, to find out a little more about this. A um, uh, couple more things here. I got uh, one thing I wanted to mention here about, um, about the, about trade-ins with iPhones. Um, iPhones were the top devices turned in throughout through, through trade-in and upgrade programs in 2022. Um, Assurant, which is a global business services company uh, that supports and protects uh, and connects major consumer purchases, revealed that that uh, $3.8 billion was returned to U.S. consumers through mobile device trading programs in 2022. Uh, the article goes on to talk about uh, this was a nearly 25% higher than amount of uh, returned in 2021. Uh, so you've got some pretty incredible uh, numbers. Uh, and they talked about some of the models that were the top devices in, in 2022 and iPhone 11 made up 30, almost 38% of the top five devices turned in. That was followed closely by the 10 R the 11 pro max, the iPhone eight and the iPhone 12 and the Samsung galaxy S nine was the top traded Android device in 2022. What are they, what are they at now? The S 23, I think <laughs> that's, that's going back. S 23. Yeah. That's going back a ways. Uh, so I can imagine they don't get very much money for it at this point. Um, and then, uh, they said, uh, the average age of devices traded in during 2022 was 3.39 years. Um, it's got some highlights of the fourth quarter and, and, and talking about some other things here. I just want, uh, Jeff, what do you think of this? I, I think this is some interesting data as well as, um, uh, we, we've always known that the uh, iPhone trade-ins, not only are they popular in being traded in, uh, that they're um, you, they're the best money maker. I mean, you're going to get your the biggest bang for your buck on an iPhone. I mean, like I said, the S nine. What? I can't imagine that thing being worth more than forty or fifty bucks, honestly. 
Uh, I'd be surprised if it's worth that That's much. much. Yes, yeah. Um, and and I'm not saying that at uh to bag on Samsung, yeah. but the 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 point is, Android devices don't hold value. They don't like the iPhone does. So of course you're going to see, uh, uh more iPhones being cycled through like this. Right. Also, there's a large number of people that buy iPhones that always want the new one. And while those of us in the bubble, <coughs> excuse me, will say, you don't need to buy the new iPhone because there's, there's right. nothing that's compelling in the new iPhone. Okay, for people, just the general public, that that loves their iPhone and they want the new thing, it doesn't matter if the people in the echo chamber don't like it. Excuse me, or don't think that it has uh, has enough value to upgrade. Yeah. People want the new thing, right. so yes, of course, iPhones are going to be the most traded in device, and yep. they're going to to bring more value. I like the numbers, and I know Web, you're 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 like me. You're either on the trading program or you're getting the new models every year to stay on top of technology, right? Yeah, and a fool and his money are soon parted. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and but but yeah, I, I I do like it. And you know, could, could I go every other year? Sure, I could. I I, I like the the iPhone upgrade program. I just like how it uh, uh, allows me to do uh, um, you know get the latest and the greatest. And and then if you remember, I've talked about I, I like to use a wallet type cover. Right. But the problem is is that I I gotta wait for the 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 next wallet case to come that, that fits it. So, yeah. so, and that's always the, the frustrating part, but, uh, um, anyway, so yeah, I, I like it and, and I'm glad that, that people trade them in. Uh, I, I think that uh, if I had to, I could go two years with, with an iPhone and be just fine. I, could too. I, I just, you know, I, I, I'm the early adopter. That's the marketing terms. It's, uh, We're very much uh the latest and the greatest. So, yeah. We're very much, you alike. know, there's nothing wrong with that. They're good devices regardless of whether or not a pundit tells you this is the year to upgrade they work well and if it makes you happy to have the new device then have the new device yeah. and don't and don't let anyone bag on you for for liking to have the latest and greatest now now that being said i have not upgraded my ipad um my iPad, you know, the new M, the M series iPads. I, I don't either. have one of those. I still have, yeah. I I certainly could. Um, uh, when I do need a new iPad, I will. Um, I also have the 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 Apple uh, keyboard, the touchpad, and I'm just happy with mm -hmm. it. Um, now, if it was in an upgrade program too, maybe I'd have a different different opinion. So, you know, that that is one of the questions that I asked. I subscribed to Gurman's. Uh, newsletter, and I even sent an email to him. He never responded, but I've uh, all the things that he talks about. How successful is the iPhone upgrade program for Apple? They haven't gotten rid of it, so that it has to be doing something for them. But I just don't mm -hmm. know how how successful it is, and I've always been curious about that. Yeah, My it's not in the 10K. The, it's not the 10, yeah. Uh, good point. It's successful enough for Apple to keep doing it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And. Uh, yeah, I mean there there are so many people that want the new phone. <clears throat> Excuse me, and there are people like me that would get a new phone every year, all the way up until their carrier burned them, and uh, and that's what I was doing with AT and T, and then one year 
they they it might have been uh with the iPhone 11 they uh they suddenly wanted a $500 upgrade fee because Ooh. they had been doing me a favor by letting me upgrade every year mm-hmm. and uh and now they wanted me to pay back that favor and i was i was like you know what screw that and i stopped buying new iPhones every year I could have switched over to Apple's program, but I didn't. Mm. But where was I going with that? There was somewhere I was going. <laughs> I can't believe it. I totally lost where I was really going with that. I blame the cold that I'm recovering from. Yeah. All right. So um, a couple quick tips here before we wrap things up here. I want to talk about messages. People kind of forget when you go in. We, we, I think many of us live in messages, so I think it's something we should all know about. Um, when you go into the messages app and some, you know, you, if you go and delete a message and a lot of us, I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I'm sure many of us are, you start scrolling through your whole long list of, of text messages. You've gone back and forth with for the last few months, maybe up to a year or two years. Um, you want to delete them, but then there might be a situation where you want to actually go in and, uh, recover that. What the, what Apple's done is when you go into messages at the top left, you're going to see a button that says filters. And then at the very bottom there, you're going to see recently deleted. Um, you can go scroll through any of these items that are that are, are um, uh, in the deleted list, uh, check it off, and then you're going to tap recover. And, and then now you're actually going to recover this as long as it uh, uh, as long as it's within 30 days, because it does purge automatically after 30 days. Um, you have that option to be able to recover these messages because uh, there might be a situation where you want to get back. Going, oh wait. It wasn't that sent to me in that text and, and, and be able to do that. So Apple does a very good job of, uh, uh, of doing that. So, um, and then the second tip here is, uh, always been a challenge how to find your serial number, um, on your Apple device, even the Apple pencil, if you lose it. Um, and the, the way you could do that is by, uh, when you, when you find, try to find a serial number for your iPhone and iPad, you go from the settings app. Uh, you can look inside Finder or iTunes. You can use recovery mode to find the the, uh, the serial number. Uh, of course, you can go into the back of the device. Uh, you can find it. Um, there are a number of ways um, that you that you may need it uh, and not be able to look it up if it's not working, especially if you happen to lose it. Uh, but, of course, when you go into the, the, the device when it is working, you want to go into the general and then go into about. That's the first place you're going to be able to see mm-hmm. what your where your serial number is here. Uh, you can, you, you also can like, if you, if you back up, uh, you can, uh, get it, if you plug it into your Mac and, and open up, uh, uh, the finder app. Cause now of course they've, they've moved everything as far as managing the iPhone on your Mac, uh, into finder serial number would be listed there. Um, you could go into recovery mode in on the Mac and it actually it would list that there as well. Um, uh, on the older phones, they did have it on the back of a device or the SIM tray, but uh, they don't do that anymore. So I don't really want to talk too much about that. But uh, and uh, you also can go into your backups. You can go into uh, on your Apple ID and show up that your backup devices, uh, the device info will be in there as well, and then gives you the you know the, the serial number, the IMEI number, and the, fo- the phone number, and everything that's in there as well. Um, so. Uh, couple different ways that you're able to find your serial number and then again it might be something that uh, you need uh, to get quickly and, and be able to look it up if it's not registered for some reason so it gives you the option to do that so uh, 
couple of quick tips there I thought I'd share with with, with everybody. Um, so they always come in handy. Um, and with that, let's go ahead and wrap things up for this week. This was what a, what a great show. I really appreciate you both being here and uh, uh, some great conversation this week. So that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We'd really appreciate it. You can also become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. You Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming, which is on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash intouchwithios, where you can watch us live as well as watch the live recording of the show and uh, the uh, past audio shows. Uh, visit In Touch With iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of our topics we discuss are flipped into that magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Casts, Overcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg. You can find me on Mastodon.cloud at, at DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud or on Twitter at DaveG65. And uh, Web Bixby, thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed yourself, and I think you, I think you did. We had a, what, a, what, a, what great conversations, and uh, where can people find you? Uh, the best way to find me is uh, uh, Web Bixby at twit.social through Mastodon. Great. And uh, I'm glad you were here. And Jeff Gamut, uh, thanks Thank for being here, struggling through that uh, that uh, cough. But uh, we appreciate you being here this week. And uh, where can people find you? Yeah. Uh, well, first, it's always great to be here. Second, I'm so glad I have a mute button <laughs> yeah. because I've needed it a lot tonight, and uh, and I've been through two or three cough drops already. Um, all right. So where can people find me when when I'm not muting myself and coughing? <laughs> um, uh, I'm Jay Gamut on the socials. So uh, the two I'm most active on right now are Mastodon and Instagram. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then for podcasts, uh, most Tuesdays on Mac Voices Live, which is Chuck Joyner's show. And then uh, Thursdays on The Big Show. <clears throat> wow. Excuse me. Thursday evenings here with you, Dave. And uh, then on Fridays on the Mac show. And then also on the Context Machine, because Brian Chaffin and I have teamed up again. And then occasionally other shows, too. Thanks again for being here. And again, a, a, a shout out to the, everybody in the chat room this week. Uh, I see Cletus made it into the uh, into the chat. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for all your great comments uh, this week. Uh, and any anybody else that was uh, in, our, in our in our chat uh, on youtube.com slash in touch by us. And with that, thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we'll talk again soon.